All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dropping the Gloves. Tim, how are you doing, my man? Doing good, doing good. What a day it's been, John. We had to pivot. We were we were all set for, uh, we were going to dive into the Oilers. We were going to dive into the North Division playoffs, how that's all going to shake out. We had a guest who's a, a TV Jason, personality in Edmonton. Jason Greger. Jason Greger. So, you know, he's all over the TV. He's got a podcast. He's Mr. Euler when it comes to the hockey world in Edmonton. We regretfully had to postpone just because, man, oh, man, Tom Wilson, what is going on with this guy? So he – do you – do you think he just lost it, Tim? For those of you who don't know, I'm sure the whole hockey world knows. I think all of our fans know. Tom Wilson got into an altercation in the Rangers game. Um, which is it, Pavel Bushnevich? Yep. He drove the net, you know, tried to stuff in the puck. Some people said he tried to kick the goalie. I don't think he tried to kick him. It's a little exaggerated. Wilson gives him a shot in the back of the head. Um, Dylan Strom jumps in, Panarin jumps in. It's a melee. Wilson just loses it. Now, I'm no doctor. Do you think he just, like, went – do you think he went crazy? Like, it, 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 it's, it's, it looks bad for Tom Wilson during this scrum. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? It just took it too far. I mean, like, it, scrums happen every game like that. That's the defense people are saying. Like, that stuff happens, like, ten times a game. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And, and Wilson, I think, like, I don't know if it's a temper thing. I don't know if it's just he just doesn't have that part of his brain that stops him from, from taking it to the max, from taking it to the extreme. Maybe it comes to the territory of, of just playing on the edge like he does because I'm seeing a lot of conversation on Twitter. I've even had some buddies text me when they saw your video, which we'll get to in a second, being like, like it, was, it was not that bad and everyone's overreacting and hockey's getting soft and all this stuff. And, like, listen, I – Tom Wilson, I, he's a good player, obviously. He plays top six minutes. He has his whole career. He can score the puck. He scored some goals. He can play offensively, and he plays to the edge, right? He plays physically. He drops the glove. He's a big boy. And, and part of that, when you play like that, sometimes you're going to cross the line. You're going to throw an elbow. You're going to have a late hit, maybe go a little high on something, and you'll get a penalty, maybe a suspension. It comes with the territory. I accept all that. <clears throat> I'm fine with that. Every team has those players. But – what he's doing, 
takes it. It's not hockey anymore. Like what he's doing with what he did with Buchnevitz, what he did with Panarin. That's not a hockey play. That's not a bang bang like snap decision play. Like it's after the whistle, and he just doesn't have like the inhibitor in his brain that stops him from hurting people, right? And that's what it is. He's putting his 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 uh, opponents in danger. Other players in the league, they're like literally, they are. He's endangering them with it, with his reckless and uh, just dangerous play and, and it's just it's too bad because he's he could be such a good player and, and I saw some tweets like every GM in the league would want him on their team and he's probably right Ryan Whitney said that but when you I don't know like right now I don't know if any GMs want to touch this right now well it, it just begs the question of what is the definition of toughness now because has it transitioned from toughness is you know, back in the day, toughness was being able to block a shot, take a punch in the face for the team, do whatever it takes to win. Is toughness now Tom Wilson? Is he the definition of a tough guy? You know, in a scrum, not being able to distinguish a tough guy you're pairing off with as compared to a legit superstar goal scorer in this league who has no business in a wrestling match with you, with you let alone a shoving match, let alone a fight. And there, you know, there is a line and Tom Wilson plays. I I love how he plays. And I know I get a lot of heat because you, you know, you can't talk. You, you know, you went after Phil Kessel. There's a a long backstory behind that where I basically challenged Randy Carlisle, who was the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs at the time. I said, Randy, I'm going to fight whoever you put out next to me. And I was honest. I looked him right in his eye, man to man. I said, whoever you put out, I'm fighting. And he puts out Phil Kessel. And I warned Phil before I jumped him. Like, it wasn't a a surprise to Phil. I, I leaned over and I said, Phil, I'm sorry. I'm going to jump you. I have to. The puck dropped. That gave him enough time to back up. And it's not like if I would have grabbed Phil, I would have, you know, taken him behind the woodshed. I would have just grabbed him and just maybe punched him once a little. I wouldn't have done anything more than that. To say that Tom Wilson was in the heat of the moment and he just, you know who you're playing against. You know the situation you're in. He took advantage of the guys he was against and he just took it too far. So what Tim was alluding to, I I did a video on Twitter. I did a whole different video. I did a whole different reaction video before I posted my, the one that I posted just because I didn't know the suspension I, I didn't know any of that when I did my first video. I was just ready to throw it out there. I don't do videos much on Twitter. I, I'm not too active. I was going to throw it out there. And then before I knew it, Tim texted me. He's like, did you see he only got fined $5,000? And my my head, I was like, what? Like, no, that can't be right. I kind of just, I had to do some research. I'm like, what's going on? Are you sure? And I thought maybe the 5000 was the, for the Bushnevich punch and there was going to be an additional suspension for the Panarin incident. No, it was $5,000 across the board, the maximum you could be fined, which is a whole different conversation to have. Why is it only $5,000? I don't understand that. It, it, that's, that's nothing. I, I saw something where $5,000 to Tom Wilson is like a $17 fine to a guy who works full-time at McDonald's. So it's not that much. It's not a large amount of money for a guy like him, but that's beside that. So my first video was all about, you know, Tom, he crossed the line. I love the way he plays. He took it too far. Um, the predictions for the suspension. I thought he was going to get the whole playoffs and maybe into next season. 
That's what I honestly thought, my gut feeling. The guy is a repeat offender. He's been suspended 20 games before. What did he get this year for Carlos, seven or was it 20? He got 20. He got reduced back to 14. So he's been suspended multiple times for substantial amounts of games. And when you look at this incident, you, you just, just from a, an innocent bystander or a person who knows hockey, how can you not suspend this guy? Honestly, like what is going through George Peros's head where he can just look at this and go, you know what? $5,000. And that's not even taking into account his previous history. I don't understand how that happens. Can you as, and I know you, like I, I'm biased because I want to protect Tom Wilson. I protected him in the past. I protected him for the Brandon Carlo hit. You know, I think he got a raw deal on that. And I don't know how you can defend him in this instance where he, like, the punch when Bushnevich is down, I think that's, that's really gutless. The guy's down. He's resting his neck on your stick, and you give him a shot. I don't care where the punch landed, if it landed on his shoulder or his back or his nameplate or wherever. The intent was there. You wanted to punch him in the head. And he's a defenseless player who you have pinned down. He's in a vulnerable spot, and you throw a sucker punch punch to a guy on the ground. It, it, that one bothered me just as much as the whole Panarin incident because then, rightfully so, Panarin jumps on his back. He's trying to calm things down. Wilson at this point is like, I think he's grabbed Strom, who jumped in. Wilson's going incredible Hulk on everybody because he weighs 50 to 70 pounds more than all these guys. And I don't know the last time I saw – Arteri Panarin in a fight. I don't think the kid's ever been in a fight. Like, that's, that's not his deal. And Tom Wilson is just going around. and he, it's, it's really tough to watch, honestly. And I love a good dust-up more than, you know, just as much as the next guy. And then he gets Panarin. This is where it should have stopped, where him and Panarin go face-to-face and they fall. It doesn't end there. He punches them three or four times on the ground. They stand up, and he just, like, like what does he do when he pulls his hair back? He lifts them up again, and he rams his face into the ice. Is this, is this normal now in scrums? I don't watch every game. I try to, you know, keep myself active in the league. I watch plenty of games. Does this have – am I missing something? Is this the norm now that, that we do in a scrum where it's just, like – WWF free-for-all, let's just like Jake the Snake Roberts, DDT somebody. Is this normal? We bashing guys' heads into the ice for fun now? One of the most skilled guys in the NHL, Tim, is this normal? It's not normal, and we've talked at length on this podcast about just what the league is turning into when guys can just get away with stuff like this when there's no one on the ice to police them because the league's clearly not doing it. $5,000, I mean, honestly – to a guy making five-ish mil a year, which is, which is what he's – I think he makes 5.1, and he's made just – I don't know how much in his career. They say $20 million so far in his career. <clears throat> What's the difference to him between $5,000 fine and a $0 fine? Like, honestly, it doesn't dent – it doesn't put a dent in his bank account. It doesn't matter, right? So, like and, – and especially – I know it counts towards his, like, repeat offender stuff, but he's already a repeat offender, and he didn't get penalized for it. So, it doesn't really make sense. Um, and without the guys in the league – to police them. The like Rangers don't have anybody, but even if they did, there's really not anyone in the league that Tom Wilson's going to be afraid of. Maybe a Reeves, maybe someone like Ross Johnson, Matt Martin. We saw he didn't want to tango with earlier this year, but um, none of those guys were on the ice. None of those guys were on the Rangers. So <clears throat> brings up the question, like, should the Rangers be held not, you know, not responsible for Wilson's action, but are they playing a part in this and what's happening on the ice when they don't have uh, someone to respond to, to Wilson's antics? 
Yeah, you, sh- you saw a shift with the Rangers when Jeff Gordon took over. When I went to New York, I walked into Glenn Sather's office, and he, he told me, he's like, listen, I like to have the biggest, baddest guy in the NHL on my team. And he looked me in the eye, he said, that's you. So that's why I brought you in. You know, I want a guy who other teams are scared of. Um, and this is when the Rangers had a pretty tough team. They had Mike Rupp. They had Brendan Press. They had Stu Bickle. They had a pretty tough team. And he's like, I want the big, biggest, baddest guy in the league. And he, that's how he worked. He's got Derek Bugard on his team. He got Colt Nor on his team. He traded for me. When Jeff Gordon took over, he kind of got rid of that element with this team. And, you know, maybe – it's on the GM. It, it's so weird because I'm not going to advocate for the tough guy. I do think there's a, there's a place for them. You don't have to have a one-dimensional player anymore. There's guys in the league who can strike fear in an, in an opposing team who can actually play. And there, you see them all over the league. The Bruins, like we, we interviewed Kev, Kevin Miller. He's a perfect example where he can go out and he can settle the tone, set the tone, settle things down if, if you need be. He would go out and fight Tom Wilson. The Rangers have absolutely nobody who, who fights. Does oh, Brendan, this, Brendan Lemieux, do you think he would, he would have tangled with him? Well, he would have. He would have stepped up to the plate, but the, he wouldn't dissuade Tom Olsen from playing the way he plays. I don't think anyone's afraid of Brendan Lemieux. And I'm not going to advocate for the fighter to come back, but gosh, it's, it's hard not to. You know what I mean? Like, this is a perfect example of why we need fighting in the game, why we need to have checks and balances because the league's not gonna the league's not gonna stick up for you. Like this was a perfect example for the league to step in and you know what? Just throw the book at Tom Wilson. Say you've gone too far. Like we've we've given you how many chances, we've upped the suspension every single time and you still don't get it, man. Like now, like I would have given him forty games. Forty games. Like what what, how many more chances did this guy get? Like he, he's going out there. He's a risk to players when he's on the ice. Like he's an honest safety risk to players. And yeah, you know what? Maybe it is kind of a shame on Jeff Gordon. It's the end of the season. Your playoff hopes are all but gone. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're trotting out this team. You have so much money invested in these guys and you don't have anybody on the ice who can answer the bell or to maybe make Tom Wilson question just an iota. Well, maybe I shouldn't do this. When I used to play Washington, and they didn't have many tough guys. They had John Erskine. So I knew when John Erskine was on the ice. And if I would go into a scrum, I knew John Erskine was in that scrum. Maybe I didn't face wash as many guys as I wanted to. You know, because I knew, do I want to fight John Erskine right now? The answer was yes, probably. But the fear factor is there. Everybody gets a, what are you smiling about, Tim? No, it's the this, truth. I love it. The fear factor is there. And when Tom Wilson goes into a scrum with the New York Rangers and he sees Adam Fox and he sees Artem Panarin and he sees Buchnevich and he sees all these small, tiny guys, Dylan Stroms and Lafreniere, and he looks around and he goes, I can do whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. This is, this is my ice rink. And that's what happened. You saw it there perfectly. And then to top it off, He's flexing in the penalty box to the New York Rangers bench. Like, I, I don't know what his intentions were. I'm sure the Rangers were chirping him. He's like, oh, you guys are tough guys. Like, oh, you're big and tough. S- sit down. 
You know, it doesn't look good. You just ragdolled one of the best players in the NHL. You sucker punched a skinny little Russian skill guy who's on the ice in the back of the head, and you're flexing to the New York Rangers uh, in the penalty box on national TV. It's just not like – I don't know Tom Wilson from a hole in the wall. Never talked to him, never met him, never really got an opinion from anybody in the league on him. He's an idiot. That was a, that was a stupid move. He should not have done that. I've never heard him even in an interview. Based on everything I've seen, guy's got to be a dummy. Honestly, that's a dumb. It's dumb. We should like wake wake up, man. Like just sit down and just put your like. He takes his jersey off because maybe his elbow pads twisted, and he stands up and he flexes. Like, give me a break. I honestly, here's what I hope. Because they play again tomorrow. Yep. I hope the New York Rangers call up every meathead they have in Hartford. They're talking about it. Did you see that press conference earlier? No. What did they say? Quinn, Dave, Coach Quinn said he was probably going to call someone up for the Wednesday night's game. And they asked him if it would be some certain player. I forget who. Just like the, the bruiser they have. in, in Dylan uh, McElrath? Was he no, still there? No. No, he's in Detroit. Um but and whoever it was, but he said no comment. But that's that's what they're saying is going to be. Something's going to happen like that. But then, but you if, you're, if you're Tom do. Wilson, do you even give that guy have a time of day? But here's the thing: if I, if I, and this is where I maybe I'm a little vindictive or whatever. But if if I'm a Rangers coach, I'm calling up two or three guys with the with my farm club. I think it's Hartford still. I I tell those guys, I'm like, listen, you're here for three games, and then you're never going to play again. I don't, maybe I don't tell them that, but like, this is your chance, boys. I, I tell them, I do not want you to fight Tom Wilson. Every single scrum, I want you to grab the star player and beat the pulp out of him. Leave your gloves on. I want you to slew foot. I want you to sucker punch. I want you to eye gouge. I want you to do everything you can. That's what I tell him to do. Go after Ovechkin. Go after Backstrom. Go after Carlson. Go after every single skill guy in the Washington Capitals. What's the worst that's going to happen? They get $5,000 fine. The coach will pay it. The GM will pay it. There, there is not, nothing what, – what's going to stop them? They're not going to get a suspension. The bar has already been set for suspensions now. Everything is going to be compared to that in every single scrum. Just say someone goes in there and just sucky bombs someone from behind. They go, well, you know, Wilson did this. $5,000, maybe one game. Like, the bar is set so low at this point when it comes to scrums, it's embarrassing. It's a, I got into a scrum with Anaheim one time when I was playing, and Hugh Jackman, he came in and he pushed me from behind. I didn't even know it was him. I turned around looking to fight, and the back of my hand caught him. I didn't even know he was there. I caught him right on the beak, and he went down out cold. I think I got five games for that, and I didn't even know he was there. And this was like barely a scrum where he came in and pushed me from behind, and I turned around, and I just happened to get him on the beak, and he went down. He was sleeping on the ice. I get five games for that. Tom Wilson gets a $5,000 fine for ragdolling the best player in the NHL for a good minute and a half and sucker punching another good player on the ice in the back of the head. It's mind-boggling what George Peros is going through, his thought process. So, so did you see the, the Ranger statement they released earlier tonight? I caught wind of it how they, they asked for his dismissal, right? Yeah, so first of all, what do you think of that? Because people are saying the Rangers might get fined more money than Tom Wilson did for being so forthright with that, calling for an NHL executive to be fired and, and naming an NHL player the way that they did. And then second part of that question is how much is, is this – does Paros really – is he just like a figurehead? 
how much authority does he actually have to, to dis- discipline these guys? Or is it just sort of like a, a face for, you know, the NHL offices and Batman behind them? Yeah, the first part, the Rangers will get dinged. And this is the sad thing about this whole thing because you're not allowed to criticize the league. You're not allowed to, you know, name a certain player and what he did, this and that. They'll probably get a quarter of a million dollar fine, a $50,000 fine, something like that. I think they had to do this. Like the, the NHL is obviously not going to stick up for their team. It, it's unbelievable. It's honestly crazy. But yeah, I think the statement that they made is great. They have to. They have to stick up for their player. It's it's a no-brainer. And the second question, I don't know. You know, I've I've talked to guys who have been in that position, Stefan Kintel, Brennan Shanahan, and they'll never admit that Gary Bettman has, you know, any influence on them or John um not it's Bill Daly. Or any of the Colin Campbell, any of those guys have any sort of in? You can't help but wonder, right? Because uh, you think George Peros is smart. I'm, I'm trying not to get in too much in hot water here. Like, I want to be respectful. George is a really good guy. He's like, I consider him a friend. We we fought a bunch of times in the NHL. You know, we we hold the same position. He he missed he missed the mark here. He dropped the ball. It was if this was just on his own recon, like if this is only him, it's a big mistake. He sh- he should have given him a suspension, and that that's that's just that's obvious. I, and I don't know. I, I'm not going to say anything that I don't know, but it would not surprise me if there was a couple hands in the honey jar here, where it's not just one person. He runs it by him. Is this okay? He runs it by him. Is this okay? No, we need Tom for the playoffs. Washington Capitals are exciting. It's going to put, you know, fans in the seats. People are going to be interested to watch him when he plays the Bruins in the playoffs or the Islanders. He's a very big draw for us. That that wouldn't surprise me. It's, it's a money driven league. Tom Wilson is a, is a revenue guy. He gets, people in front of the TVs. He puts, you know, fans in the seats. So uh, it's crazy. So you posted the video, which, I mean, it kind of went viral. Tom Wilson was trending on Twitter and the top thing on that, on that list was your video, your reaction video you posted this afternoon. And I felt like I was um, Ari Gold today working the phones. We had uh, Twitter and Instagram blowing up, DMs blowing up, asking for interviews, um, email inbox was blowing up. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you probably got some texts and phone calls too from either different guys looking to talk to you, looking to disagree or agree. Even had players chipping in with their own opinions. Shazi called you out for uh, for going mm-hmm. after Phil, which is pretty yeah. good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, how was how was today for you? Were you feeling that attention or no? Well, it's it's unwanted, right? Because I, I just I don't know. It, it's fine. You, you get you know one of those things to kind of explode every once in a while, but. Man, I just think it they it's so unnecessary. If the NHL just would have done the right thing. And it's funny here to hear different people's takes. You would you would think this would be a no-brainer situation where it would just be like clear and cut, you watch the video, and it's just like that was egregious. That was a little bit much. We need to discipline this guy. And I just don't know how people can look at that and go, like, oh no, it's not. Like it's fine. Like this is a hockey play. I think it's perfectly fine. He what he did was not a hockey play. It was it had nothing to do within the realm of a game. There was no impact of him doing what he did and taking things too far that would ever impact a hockey game. 
it takes away from it. And I don't know. And, and I know people will get on me. Oh, you know, you you are, you don't have anything to speak. You're not a goal scorer. You, 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 you know, that was your game. You're right. But I, I don't think I ever crossed the line. I don't think I ever took it to that point where it's like, I was a danger to other people. I tried to play the right way. And it just seems like Tom has no regard for the people he plays against. He, he consistently hurts people. He consistently puts guys in a bad situation and he takes advantage of it. I, 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 I don't know. A lot of people are calling for uh, the Rangers to bring you, sign you for a one day contract. So did, did you go for a nice run today to warm up a little bit? I tilled my yard. And I, uh, no, no run. I haven't ran, Tim. Well, I did the, the Ironman. That's the last time I ran two really? years ago. I don't run. What about uh, a lot of people are, are saying you should be the new head of player safety? Would you do it? Well, I would, but I don't think it'll ever happen. I think the, the experiment of having a former tough guy is George Peros, and it starts and it ends with him. I don't think they'll ever go down that road again. George is a smart guy. He graduated from Princeton, if that means anything. Like, he, he has a good head on his shoulders, but God, I don't know. Uh, his suspensions this year don't make any sense. They do, like, McDavid gets $5,000 for a, maybe an elbow, you know, the other day, and then he gets Wilson gets $5,000 for this, for absolutely destroying a whole line of players. <laughs> Remember when Lundquist squirted Crosby with a water bottle that time? Yeah. Like, it, it, there's no consistency. And I think that's what fans really do get upset about. It's like, where is the consistency? There's nothing in paper to say, okay, this is this fine. This is this fine. A guy sticks his knee out. That's five games. A guy, you know, takes advantage during a fight. That's two games. A guy hits from behind. That's five games. And I know the game is fast and it's subjective and this and that, but I feel like there is a way to have a baseline. You know what I mean? And the NHL doesn't have that. It's totally subjective. It's totally up to the eye of the beholder, and that's George Peros or whoever else may be behind the scenes. And it's just like, what is George looking at? This should be a hands-down minimum playoffs, like total playoff. And now, like, uh, I don't know. I am – I'm going to be glued to the Washington game tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Must-see TV. What's going to happen, though, is going to – it's going to be such a letdown. The Rangers will call somebody up. This poor guy is going to come up. He's going to have so much pressure on him. He's going to go out. Tom will answer the bell. They'll have an average fight, and it'll be over, and no one will be satisfied. Panarin will still be hurt. Wilson will still be playing. Nothing will be ever – it's just – it's not going to be satisfying whatsoever because there's there's no way to – get a payback for this. Like there's none. The only way is to levy a suspension against Tom Wilson. That would have squashed the whole beef. There would have been no reason to watch the game tomorrow. And it's funny. They want like, we're good. We're going to protect the players. We want fighting out of the, out of the game. What do they think is going to happen tomorrow? What do they, they think there's going to be no fights. There's going to be a ton of fights now because they have lit the powder cake. Tom Wilson was, is a, it's, he's like an uncontrollable bomb, and they just go, here we go. Like, this is – it's going to be insane tomorrow. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. There's either going to be five to ten fights or there's going to be none. As a, so as it's a, going to be no in between. 
as a former enforcer, watching someone like him do what he did last night, brag about it, flex in the box, all that stuff. Does it, is it hard to watch from the couch when that, like you, you made a career out of making sure that exact thing didn't happen. And if it did, you, you made sure that it never happened again. Is it oh, hard it's to watch on the bench? It's yeah. very frustrating, especially from a guy who you know. He, yeah, I, there was a saying, I would beat up guys like Tom Wilson on the way to the fight. You know what I mean? So that would have never happened in my era. And I know it's funny to say, gosh, I only played five years ago. It would have never happened. Never, ever, ever in a million years. And I truly honestly believe that. And you can talk to any other of my, you know, guys of my ilk who played during that era, the Cam Jansons, the Colton Norris, George LaRocks, that would have never happened. Like there's no way Tom Wilson would have had the stones to do that. It just wouldn't have happened. And I, and I'm dead serious. You could talk to all the skill guys I played with throughout my career. They never, ever, ever got messed with. Maybe they got rubbed out. Maybe they got hit. It never would have happened like that. And if they did get hit, someone was answering for it. That's, that's the purpose of a tough guy. You have, and I've said it before, if you buy a Ferrari, you have to have some kind of security system in place for a Ferrari. The Rangers right now, they had two or three sports cars on the ice. They had no security systems. The keys were just in them. They were running. Tom Wilson just picked it up. He's, I'm out of here. It, it was just, I don't know. If I'm Jeff Gordon, maybe I'm kicking myself that I didn't have somebody on the ice, especially it's the end of the year. You're not going to win. Like call up somebody to protect these guys. Uh, it's a really bad situation. It really is. It's a bad look for the NHL. It's a bad look for Tom Wilson. It's a bad look all around. Then you have teams calling out the player safety, they're calling out the NHL. There's infighting. It's just not good. It's a terrible look. If you want to have control of the game, if you want to get rid of fighting, if you want to phase it out of the game, you have to be the arbiter of control. You have to be the referee. You have to be the parents. You have to say, this is not allowed. This is allowed. You're in trouble. Go to your room. They didn't do that. Someone stepped over the line. They said, oopsie, my bad. And they totally missed. And now it sets them back. You watch the Rangers will have somebody on the ice next year at all times. So I bet you they'll go out and they'll get a defenseman who can protect their guys and who can hold people accountable. They messed up. I, I doubt they'll make the same mistake next year. Mark my word. They'll go out and get someone who's pretty tough next year to play for them because in their division, they have guys. They have the Islanders have a few guys, Matt Martin, Ross Johnson. The Capitals have a few guys, Chara Wilson. The Bruins have a couple guys like every team in that division has someone who can, you know, throw the body who's reckless when they hit and the Rangers are just sitting ducks. When I played, there was teams like that. When we would go into their rink, it was just like, yes, let's go. Let's get up and down the ice. There's no fear factor. And, but then if, if you introduce, I remember we were going to play Anaheim. They didn't have anybody. I was getting excited for the game. It was a preseason game. I'm like, this is going to be great. I saw their team getting off the bus. Steve McIntyre stepped off the bus. I'm like, I'm not touching anybody tonight. Not going not gonna to hit one person because I don't want to fight Steve McIntyre. <laughs> no one You does. know what I mean? And I didn't touch anybody. It was just a nice, flowy game because I didn't want to fight Steve McIntyre. Are you kidding me? I didn't touch him. Uh, you you could have accidentally brushed up against me if you were a player for the Ducks. I would have said, sorry. My bad. Tell Steve I said, hi. I love you. Like, you know what I mean? It's just you need that on your team. I mean, Gary Bettman, if he doesn't want fighting, he's sure doing a terrible job of, you know, holding guys accountable if they do cross the line. I don't know. I don't know, Tim. Not a good look right now for the NHL. It's been a big day. I'm really hoping to watch that game tomorrow night and just see what does happen. I think a lot of people – I mean, maybe that's what Bettman wants. People are going to be glued to their TVs now. 
to watch this thing. So, it, you know, it'll be very exciting hockey, which is sad because there there is a lot of other very important games going on right now. And there are implications, playoff implications happening right now as we speak. And we like the Dallas Stars are wrapped up in a playoff matchup. Teams are fighting for position. And we're talking about this right now. We should be getting excited for the playoffs. We're going to see a new format of playoffs this year where there's four teams in each division. They're going to move on to a semifinals of teams who have never played each other. It's really exciting. And we, it's really too bad that we can't focus on that right now. But, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to focus on that. But right now we're talking about something that could have been squashed right then and there if the NHL would have just done the right thing and suspended this guy, but they didn't. We'll never know the real reason. It'll be interesting what happens tomorrow, but remember this, whatever happens tomorrow, it is because of the NHL. It's not because of Tom Wilson. It's not because of the New York Rangers. This is because the NHL did not step in and do your, do their job. And I don't care what every, any other podcast say, any other commentators say that was a dirty hit. That was a dirty play in almost everybody's opinion. So I'll talk to um, Ray Whitney whenever he wants. Ryan. <laughs> You're doing Sorry, Ryan, because that's a bad take. And I really disagree with that. It's, it's a dangerous play. And Panarin's hurt, lower body injury. He's out for the year. It's just too bad. You're losing one of the top five players in the NHL because of the play like that, which it could have been avoided. And Wilson gets a slap on the wrist, barely a slap on the wrist, like just a, a finger wag. Don't do that again, Tom. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's really depressing. It gets you fired up. It gets you sad. It gets you, I don't know. It's just like, come on, NHL. Get out of your own way. Everyone's excited about the playoffs, and you go and do this. And it just brings up all these old issues with the NHL. Oh, it's a terrible league. Everybody gets hurt. It's a Wild West. Look, I went to a, a fight, and a hockey game broke out. It's like, no, just suspend them and move on if we're trying to progress the game. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what the NHL wants. I really don't. Uh, anyways, I know. end the show, Tim. Thank you guys for listening. We got uh, Jason Greger coming on tomorrow night to talk Oilers, talk about McDavid's race for 100, talk about Mike Smith's play, how good he's been lately, and just whether whether or not they have any chance of getting out of that division with Toronto. I mean, they could prob- I like their chances against Winnipeg. I know you like Winnipeg too, um, but I just don't know if anyone beats Toronto in a seven-game series, so we'll Is find out. Is he coming tomorrow. on tomorrow or Friday? It's a Friday episode. All right. And are you going to be here for it? Or are you going to be in Oregon? I will be here. I leave Thursday morning for Oregon. Oh, is it Oregon or Oregon? I say it differently every time. Hmm. So Very good. I'll go, I'll go ask people when I'm out there. I'll let you know. You, you do that. Let me know how the results are. Will All do. right, everybody. Well, let us know what you think about this play. I'm very interested. I, how can they let us know, Tim? By tweeting at us, dropping underscore gloves. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear everyone's opinion because, you know, it's a very polarizing play where some people feel very strongly that he shouldn't get anything. Other people like myself feel very strongly that he should be made an example of and, you know, the book thrown at him. And other people are just kind of indifferent. So let me know if my take's bad. Let me know what you think. I'm always interested to hear what you say. And we will talk to you guys on uh, Friday. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 